Hi, this is George Thorgood. Hey, this is Pat Travers. Hey, this is Steve Lukather of Toto. Hi, y'all. This is Charlie Daniels, and you're listening to Jimmy Warren. All right, everybody. Jimmy Warren here. Thank you so much for coming back around for another episode of Guitar Talk. I tell you what, there are so many amazing players and builders and techs and instructors out there. You know, there's so many people to choose from to have on Guitar Talk, you know, to bring you you know, the information and the insight that I think is really cool. And today we got a guy that is coming from the perspective of a builder. He's a guitar builder. Now, this guy's been making guitars for some of the best players in the blues rock world uh, for a long time. I mean, his guitars are played by Tommy Castro, Walter Trout, Mike Zito, Samantha Fish. Uh, there's a whole ton of people that are playing his guitars. And these are, you know, these are some experienced guys, man, you know, wielding gals, <laughs> wielding that instrument. So today my guest is Mike Delaney of Delaney Guitars. Now, I've known Mike on and off for, for a while, distantly. Uh, he's been on my regular radio show when it was on the air. And uh, he's got a great guitar. He makes a great product. I know that the players that use it love them. Uh, I know how they sound, uh, you know, because I've seen all these bands a hundred times, and uh, it's it's a great instrument. So we're going to talk shop today. We're going to talk about Delaney guitars. We're going to talk about everything and all things Delaney. So sit back, and here we go. Mike Delaney of Delaney Guitars. Delaney Guitars is Mike. Hey, Mike. It's Jimmy Warren. Hey, Jimmy, how are you? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah? Looks like things are going good. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, I, I love doing these interviews. It's a nice break from reality for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> We're very busy. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very happy, very pleased. Cool. Yeah, I saw your uh, cutting boards on <laughs> the other day, and I thought, well, maybe you should just route one of them out and send it to me. And I'll just use the body. There you go. Except it's only three quarters of an inch thick. Oh, is it? <laughs> you can't. You we, can't tell. We started doing those just because uh, we had so much scrap left over from building guitars. You know, a ton. And instead of just throwing it in a burn pile, we thought there's got to be something we can do with this. And a, a good friend of ours uh, was getting married, and she called and said, "Would you make a a base shaped?" Uh, originally, the, the, her husband, her to be, was a bass player that we were building an instrument for, and because they were getting married, he couldn't afford the bass anymore. Uh, <laughs> so she said, "Would you make a cutting board, the shape of uh, his bass?" And and I said, "Yeah." So we gave it to them as a gift. Yeah. And uh, for as a engagement gift, and she posted it on Facebook, and that started a whole business of guitar shaped cutting boards. It was just ridiculous. Wow, it, so, they're beautiful. What what kind of wood is it? It's all the stuff that we use in our guitars. So they not only are they really nice cutting boards, but they sound really good. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful tone woods, man. You know, uh, ash and walnut and yeah. and mahogany and you know what you know. It might be bubinga or or you know uh, purple harder, and you never know. It just depends on what we've got, and I use it all. I use as much as I possibly can. Yeah. So it, it, it's a fun side project, and I think we could probably turn that into a full-time business. Wow, wow. I, I, you yeah. know, I, I know, I know I've seen cutting boards, you know, shaped like guitars in other places, but nothing nearly as nice as is what you have. You know, they're just regular, you know, butcher block or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, you know, we did one for Daryl Hall. I'll be done. And, uh, and, uh, and through a friend of ours who wanted to give Daryl Hall one of our cutting boards, you know, and uh, it ended up he had a show on for a while. It was a, where they renovated their old this old house in New York. Yeah. And, and the last episode of the show, they show the finished house, and they're walking through, and they're going through the kitchen, and on the island of the kitchen is this silly cutting board we made for Daryl Hall. Oh, <laughs> my biggest claim to fame, right there. <laughs> oh, that's not the biggest. <laughs> Well, you know, that's one of the things that, um, you know, because I've known of your guitars for a really long time. As a matter of fact, when I had my regular radio show on a number of years back, you were a guest. And, um, yeah, I've noticed that 
your guitars are really unique, you know, and I, I kind of figured that you were using some, you know, off the wall woods. Like I recently just bought a guitar that's made out of monkey pod mm-hmm. and I you know, never even heard of monkey pod, but it's absolutely, you know, a gorgeous body in that. And that's one of the things that I've always noticed about your bodies. So when you're making a guitar for somebody or because you don't just let me just step back. Do you make guitars just to have in stock or do you make everything custom right from the get go? Ninety nine percent of what we make is is per order. So and, and the whole reason the whole reason we started the business was I was a player and I got to, you know, I couldn't. I couldn't find things off the shelf, off the rack that I really liked. I had to take them home and redo them or change them or fix them or something. Right. So what we, what I wanted to do when we started this was I want to, I want guitar players to call me and say, you know, I really love my BRS and I really love this about my Gibson. I really love this about my Fender. Can you put all of that stuff into one guitar? So it would be a personalized, it was, it would be the guitar made for them. Right. And and that's what we started doing. And pretty much to this day, that's what we do. Every once in a while, we get one that is kind of a spec build that turns out great. And we decide we're going to put it up for sale or, or end up keeping it. And I got a closet full of really awesome guitars <laughs> <laughs> that, that no one will probably ever see, but they're great guitars. But so we, and, and you know, the woods, we're, we, because we're a small builder, we don't build billions of guitars. We can use some tone woods that aren't readily available to the big guys because they can't get enough of it to to advertise. Hey, we're making guitars out of imbuya, you know, or something. And right. so, um, you know, you buy it in small lots. You know, I get you know a couple hundred board feet at a time, or three hundred board feet or something, and we are able to make amazingly great sounding guitars because it's awesome tone wood that is not the norm. It's not swamp ash or mahogany mm-hmm. or maples you know it's a uh, it's something that's unique but you know most of the big guys know about it they just can't do much because it's not readily available they can't they can't build you yeah. know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them so so when a player comes to you and they want you you to build a guitar look at a lot of guys don't know about all those various woods like that you know I mean, they might, you you might happen to know about some of them, but some of them they don't. Do they just basically give you the specs of what they want and then you say, hey, you know, let's use this wood right here or, you know, this might be, you know, a beautiful look for your guitar if we go with this. Do you- that's, you know, that's really close to what we do. You know, yeah. someone will call and say, I'm, I'm trying to get this type of tone. I, you know, I love a warm tone and we start with that and then we start talking about woods mm-hmm. and and we talk about, you know, uh, pluses and minuses. What What's good about mahogany? Well, what's bad about mahogany? You know, uh, what would be better than mahogany and still achieve what you want to achieve? You know, and we would do that. We'll do that. And uh, and then we'll build the guitar that way. Some guys call and say, look, it, I got to have a guitar made out of swamp ash, period. You know, and that's great. I love swamp ash. It's one of my favorite woods. And mm-hmm. it's something that Leo Fender used you know, it was it was swamp ash or alder for for many 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 years for Fender. You know, right. that's all they built their guitars out of, and they're they're proven to be great sounding instruments. You know, and so I have no problem with that. But I might say, hey, you you ought to try Porto from Cedar, or you know, we might try something a little bit different. Um, and, and here's why. And so we go through a little bit of a learning process, and and I kind of give them the Delaney spiel as far as you know. Why I uh, why I like this over that and and it could be electronics as well. It could be any aspect of the build. We'll we'll just tweak everything until we get what we think they're going to really love. Right. And the more somebody knows what they want, the the better chance I have of being successful. You know, it's it's uh, one of those things where if I get somebody who's really picky, a lot of guys would go, Oh God, I don't want to deal with this dude. You know, right. I, that's what I want. I want someone who's just really really understands what they want and if they don't we'll teach them and we'll show them why and talk to them and you know and um and because we want it to be a successful thing we don't want someone to say that did that was a miss that didn't work out that was no bueno you know we want them to say this is exactly what i wanted and more that's that's what that's what we achieve mm-hmm. and that, 
that's important, you know. And we do it with we do it with the tone of the instrument first, and then we try to make them look pretty or cool or unique or, you know, we we will celebrate whatever the wood has to offer. If it's wild grain like some of the ash guitars, or uh, you know, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll definitely utilize Mother Nature's uh, um, attributes, what she put into it, and and try to make it a really cool, unique guitar. Right. Or paint it black. You never know. <laughs> you know? You know, we've got guys that say, look, it, I want a guitar made out of swamp ash, and it's got to be black. Yeah. And great. You know, we'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> so so let's go back uh, back in time. You know, you mentioned that you were a player in that. Um, have you have you always been a player? I mean, since a young age? I mean, yeah. always a fan yeah. of the guitar? Yeah, I started playing when I was 11. Yeah. I, I probably would have started sooner, but my parents didn't want me to become a rock star. They wanted me to become something else. <laughs> and and uh, I kept saying, no, I want to, I'd really like to be, you know, the Beatles. I wanted to be one of the Beatles. I wanted to be somebody who was out in front of people playing guitar. And I played piano since I was a little bit a kid. And, uh, and, uh, which was an incredible basis for learning how to play any other instrument you know mm-hmm. so i was very fortunate in that regard and i came from a musical family so it was just something that was always there and the, as i grew up more and more i got more and more involved in why this does this why does this vibration happen why is this wood sound different than that wood and it just became an obsession you know it was a passion and a total obsession with me yeah. So, uh, was there a point in those young, young years where, you know, was it at that time that you decided to move? Cause I know you mentioned a minute ago that, uh, you just couldn't find a guitar that, you know, off the shelf that was, you know, that fit you, that worked for you and that, but was it from a younger age where you decided, well, I, maybe I want to build guitars or, or if you just always wanted to be a player and it just, just fell into I, it because of that reason. I wanted to be a player, and I, I I started doing woodworking at a very young age. And I, when I all through junior high was what we called it, and in high school, one of my classes was always woodshop. I was always in a woodshop class, and you know, in junior high, I was uh, a teacher's assistant in woodshop class. I mean, I was really into wood. I was really into what it would, what it did, and why it did, and the hardness and. And the, you know, all the different aspects of the material, not mm. just for instruments, but for anything. It was just a really cool medium to work in, and I loved it. And uh, But I wanted to be a player. I just wanted to play. And it wasn't until um, probably around 1999 or 2000 that I finally said, you know, why am I, why am I picking up this? You know, I placed... I played 10 Stratocasters before I found one that, that talked to me, you know, yeah. and, and I, I just finally said, you know, why am I doing this? I think I can build these. It's just math. And I know the woods and I know how this stuff works. I should just be doing this. And I, I built one for myself to play. Uh, and uh, other, other guitarists that I knew and other people that would come to see me play who uh, were guitarists would come up and say, where'd you get that guitar? And how do I get one? Yeah. And that's how it started. I just, I'd say, well, I'll, I'll build you one. Sure. You know, let's, let's, and it was, and all of a sudden I was building more guitars than I was playing. Yeah. And it just kind of morphed into that. And it, it, even though I think playing was my very first love, it really was being around the music community and, you know, musicians are in, in a unique bunch and, the fact that I could build guitars and still be around those people was really, really important to me. And so it was, it was a, it was a good second choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's really, that's really cool. You know, I, a lot of the people that you uh, provide guitars for, at least that you list on your uh, website, you know, people that, you know, like Mike Zito and Samantha Fish yeah. and people like that, they're all great players and stuff, but was blues always your thing? You know, I know, I know you said the Beatles, but you know, was, was that really kind of always your thing or 
Did you do you music. like all music? Do you like jazz? I, I love it all. And yeah. The, the the cool thing about it was when I was in high school, one of my best friends was a was a, a bass player, and he was, he, it was and the guy that lived across the street from him was a guy named Richard Height. Richard Height was the bass player in Canned Heat for years and years. His brother, Bob Height, was the bear in Canned Heat, mm-hmm. uh, if you're familiar with Canned Heat. Yeah. Bob Height was one of the founding members. And so we were around those guys a lot, and we were around the blues music a lot, and I fell in love with it. And we used to go over to Richard's house, and he would play all these old 78s from somewhere pre-war, somewhere post-war, and we, I became a student of the blues. So it was, it, it became a genre that I just really fell in love with. And, uh, but man, I played classic rock when it wasn't classic, you know, I played, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and I'm a, I'm a country guitar, uh, picking fan. I mean, Ricky Skaggs, you know, yeah. uh, Brad Paisley, these guys are just beasts on right. guitar. And so I'm a, I'm a huge fan of guitar players, but I don't care what genre they are. And, yeah. um, uh, you know, uh, we've just fallen kind of into the blues world as uh, building guitars for blues players and blues rock players just because of the love that I have for the, for the, the genre. And, and I knew people and I, you know, they would call. And so it's, I would love to have as many country players playing our instruments. I would, we've got guitars that would be perfect for that genre now, you know, and, uh, if it happens, I'll be thrilled. You know, uh, it's one of those things. And same with the rockers. We we built for some rockers that were pretty pretty amazing guys, and the guitars do very well. So it just happens to be the blues world that we've kind of settled in. Yeah. Now, how long has uh, how long have you been building guitars? You know, for a living as as a as a business. Delaney Guitars, yeah. we started in May of 2004. So we're starting our 17th year. We started our 17th year in May. And, and before that, were you, were you an active player? Were you, you know? Yeah, I was an active player and I, I actually had another like regular job as well, but it was a job where I could, it allowed me to play. Yeah. Yeah, and I did twenty over twenty years in the airline industry. Oh wow! Yeah, and it was uh, I'm yeah, I'm I'm old so <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it was um, it was a thankless job. I hated it. You know, it was yeah, it was great for my kids. My kids grew up being able to fly all over the world. Yeah. You know, and they got to see things that that many many kids never would ever see. And so, in that regards. It was fantastic, but I hated it every day of my life when I was doing that for a living, you know. Yeah. And so, and so I would play, and uh, and there were years that were much busier than other years, but I I played a lot. Yeah. And uh, and, and of course, when I finally decided to to pull the plug on that, it uh, it was great because I knew exactly where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. You know. One one of the things that I noticed is that, and I don't, I'm not sure if you were doing this before when I interviewed you. I don't think you were, but uh, don't quote me exactly. But now you got pickups. Yeah, well, and and I don't build the pickups. Yeah, there's no there's not enough hours in the day. But we've got we we we've got uh, we found a couple of pickups we really liked, mm-hmm. and. Um, and the the guy that was making them for us stopped building for the trades, and so I, you know I've got a, I had a couple of artists guitars that had those pickups in them, and I thought we've got to have those pickups. They're great pickups. I've got to find a way to have those. And we I've got another guy who's just a fantastic pickup builder. He's got a great mindset. He's a small guy like we are, and he so he makes them for us. And we've so we've got one set of humbuckers, the, the Everest humbuckers. Uh, there, uh, and, and we've got a set of single coils that we do, mm-hmm. and we'll probably expand that. Uh, we'll see. But these are these were two sets that were just really special, yeah. and we wanted to make sure that they were still available in our artist guitars and to the public. You know, right? So anybody can can contact you and acquire the the pickup separate from a guitar, right? Right, and we'll sell individual pickups or or as sets. You know, they're on the website. Um, 
so yeah, the, and they're available, and and I love them, and I wouldn't have gone through that if I didn't just love the pickups and didn't know anywhere else to get them, you know. Yeah. Now you mentioned that you know you're really busy um, you, right now, you know, with the way things are. Unfortunately, you know, uh, a lot of the players that you know your instruments are in the hands of. I mean, these guys, a lot of them are sidelined. Yeah. You know, yeah. unfortunately, you know, I, I talk to them all the time myself, and you know, my heart just goes out to these guys because they they're not working or they can't work. And so, how is it that you stay so busy? Does it seem like people just are still buying regardless, huh? Yeah, you know, it's it's a it's a strange thing. I don't understand it, but this yeah. may be the busiest I've ever been in my career the yeah. last six months. And you know, as much as our our touring artists that that we actually endorse are pretty much sidelined. Um, there's still some guitars in production for some of those people. You know, we're building a guitar for Joanna Connor right now that's almost done and uh, can't wait to get it in her hands. And and uh, we're working on Walter Trout's signature guitar right now. I can't wait for Walter to have his new guitar. It's a, it's a, just a cool guitar. Mm-hmm. But the retail end of it, um, those clients, I don't know whether it's people that just ended up with stimulus money or or maybe they're just home all the time now and they just said well i'm really going to start working on my guitar right. and i want to i want a decent guitar i don't i don't know but i'm really i'm 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 fortunate to be reaping some benefits from this silly covid thing you know it's crazy but yeah. we're very fortunate that we're busy and and uh, i don't know how long that'll last i don't know what to expect but i'm thrilled to death at the moment I, I know for myself, because I, I work a corporate job, you know, I, I played for a living up till 2012, and uh, then I stopped and took a corporate position, but when the when the whole COVID thing, you know, really, you know, hit hard, uh, I, I stayed on payroll, but I worked from home for yeah. like, like three months, which I absolutely love, because that's what, that's how the show, believe it or not, that's how the show actually came about because I, I loved doing the radio show years ago. I absolutely loved it, but I always wanted to talk to people about their gear. <laughs> you right. know, I always want to talk about guitars and gear and tone and all that kind of stuff. And I never really could because I was always talking about people's career, yeah. you know, and their releases <laughs> and stuff like that. And that's all they wanted to talk about, you know, typically. And so uh, I took this this opportunity myself to not only do this this show, but man, I I've been practicing and acquiring more pedals, and you know I bought a couple of amps, and you know I've spent far more time playing. And as I talk around to you know to a variety of of guitar players in all different you know areas of of life, and that they're they're all doing the same thing. You know, everybody's, you know, everybody's playing, everybody's trying to record, everybody's trying to do something to stay, you know, stay fresh so that they don't, yeah. Yeah, yeah and uh, again, it's one of those things where, you know, you've been able to make something good out of a horrible situation with the podcast. We've been fortunate enough that something good's coming our way out of it with with more sales i mean it, yeah. we're, we're some of the lucky ones you know and that's why it's i think it's really important that we do everything we can to support the working musicians we do everything we possibly can to to advertise what our artists are up to yeah to remind people hey you know even if uh, even if you just go to somebody's website and buy their latest cd or their t-shirts or something every little bit helps you know and yeah, these people, it, it's really personal to us. You know, the people that we endorse, you look at the Delaney Guitars artist page, some of them are very well known, some of them are not very well known, but they're all family and we really treat it that way. We want to make sure that that everybody's taken care of somehow, you know, and, it, and we can't do it all by ourselves, but we want other people to to know about it and maybe they'll learn some, they'll hear some music that they didn't know about and go, oh my God, that. And that guy's amazing, you know. That we, yeah. Why didn't we know about this guy, you know? And yeah, uh, I hope so. You, you know, I, that's that's the goal. You know, yeah. everybody get through this somehow, and and uh, hopefully we'll find some new fans for some of these for some of these artists. You know. Yeah, 
Yeah, that that would be well. I think that would be a great thing, personally. Yeah. Uh, so so out of you know you've been doing this a long time, so you've probably built you know quite a few guitars over the years. Is is there a build? You know, is there any one of them that really stuck out to you as you know something just really you know really special? Uh, you know, there's a few. The, the The cool thing about what I do and. I'm really fortunate because I do something that I love to do. So every time I start a new build, I'm excited. And whether it's for Arlen Roth or Samantha Fish or whether it's for Joe Blow up in Maine, you know, that's just um, found out about us and wants a guitar. We get excited about it because we're, you know, it's everything is a little unique and everything is you know, it's for somebody. It's not just a guitar. Mm-hmm. And so, but you know, when I built uh, when I built Daniel Nicole's bass, that was something real magical to me. You know, it was I don't know why, um, but it was really special. She's an incredible artist. I mean, she, yeah. her voice, she's got the voice of an angel. Yeah. And 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 something about her was just really really important to me to to be able to do something for her and with her. And so that bass was, and it turned out really great. And she, mm-hmm. she's played it a lot and I'm really happy. And, but, um, it's, it's funny. And when we did Matt guitar, Murphy's get, we started doing his guitars. And, um, that was really special because Matt, you know, he's, he was a legend. Matt yeah. was, you know, blues brothers. I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> Not, but he was an incredible guitarist and I don't think he got the, the kudos that he really deserved. He was a very talented guy. And there were things he did, even in his late, late years, that were just brilliant. I mean, just amazing. You go, wow, I would have never thought of that. That was really great. Yeah. Uh, so that was really cool to be able to to do that and to actually hang out with Matt and be with Matt and spend some time with him. We took him to New York to do uh, Jimmy Fallon show. I mean, it was pretty cool, you know, to be yeah. able to do those things were really special. And then when I look back on some of the guitars that I've done, at the time they didn't seem like, I mean, they were, they were important and they were special and it was exciting. But since then, um, they've become even more special. I mean, you know, yeah. um, building for Walter Trout is just amazing. Building uh, for Andrews Osborne is, they're, they're very special. They're very different people. They're very special people, you know, and, mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Zito, uh, I, if Mike Zito calls me, I will drop everything to answer the phone for Mike Zito. He's an incredible human being that, that I love dearly. And, uh, we wouldn't be where we are without him. He's been very, very instrumental in, in us being successful, just being the guy that he is, you know, yeah. um, just a super amazing human being. Yeah. So anything that I do for Mike, I just... I'm I'm so excited about doing it because he's just a great guy. Yeah, and he's been around and he knows everybody. You know? well, yeah, you know yeah. he introduced me to a lot of the people that we Tommy Castro, yeah, um, you know people like that. We we learned. I mean, I knew Tommy Castro. I used to steal all of his licks when I was playing all the time. <laughs> but uh, but you know because Mike was playing our guitars, other people found out about us right. and and wanted to find out about our guitars. And that's and same with Samantha with with Samantha Fish, you know. Uh, Mike introduced us to Samantha. Yeah. You know, he said you got to check this girl out. And Samantha at the time had put out one record and was touring with uh, over in Europe uh, doing girls with guitars. And she had played one of my guitars that was owned by Mike Zito. He was producing over there, and uh, it was one of those weird things where, you know, uh, I said, yeah, I would love to talk to her she's she, i really dig her and she's uh, look at her now i mean so, yeah so we've been along for that ride which has been just fantastic i mean you know mm-hmm. it's just been those are dreams come true she's a great person she's an incredible musician she's constantly learning and constantly working on her craft and i couldn't be i couldn't be more happy to be affiliated with her you know it's pretty cool yeah so okay if you're building a guitar for yourself, right? We're gonna we're gonna answer the age old question here, <laughs> right? Is, is is it maple or rosewood? 
<laughs> ah, well, actually, I prefer Bubinga, but um, well, uh, a lot of people don't know what Bubinga is. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But um, I do. A lot of it depends on what the rest of the guitar is made out of. Yeah. Because uh, if you've got a, uh, a guitar that has an ash body, which is inherently a little brighter than some some other woods, mm-hmm. I love rosewood. I love because the rosewood warms that it warms up the t- overall tone of the, the sound. Even though it's just a little piece of wood on top of the neck, it, it, right. all of that makes a difference. I love maple necks, but um, I love my rosewood. I love the feel of the rosewood as well. Yeah, you know. And if you can do Brazilian rosewood, you're even better because it's fantastic. Yeah, I've always been partial to to rosewood or ebony. Until uh-huh. until recently, I just I just did a new guitar with fire roasted the maple fire roasted maple, uh-huh. and I really like it a lot. So yeah, and tonally, it's it's not a whole lot different than a a, a, a normal maple neck, but it's uh but it's very stable. Yeah. Uh, they're really stable and they're dry and they're yeah. So yeah, I, uh, we've been doing a lot of roasted stuff um, in the last couple of years. And I, I love it because when you when you're sanding and cutting it, it smells like it smells like International House of Pancakes. I mean, it smells yeah. <laughs> it smells like maple syrup. You know, it's just really neat. So now, yeah. when it comes to the tuners, uh, do you have you know? Do you allow? Is it up to the artist, or do you have a standard? You know, something that you guide people towards. Yes, I uh, what I I have I have certain ones that I really like. Yeah. But if somebody says they they they've got to be um, hip shot tuners or you know, whatever, I, I'm more than happy to do that unless I happen to have information or or have had really bad experience with the, you know, a tuner failing or something like that, and I and I'll tell them that, and if they still want it, I'll do it, but with a caveat that hey, watch for this because. You know, we've got we've had issues with them, but I I love hip shot tuners. Yeah, uh, Zito uses Grover tuners on his guitars. I like Grover stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we just started using some really cool vintage Cluson tuners that are just really cool. Um, that I'm that I'm really warming up to. I really like those. Yeah. Um, but it's you know it's with some of those companies it's hit or miss. I I like certain ones of theirs and others I don't want to use at all. You know, yeah. Uh, so it just depends on what someone's looking for, but but yeah, and same with uh, same with bridges and uh, you know, other things too. I have certain companies that I really prefer to work with just because I know the quality, right? And, and uh, but you know, I'm open to if you're building to, if you're building your own guitar, right? Well, what what kind of hardware would you use? I mean, would you use GraphTech or I mean, what would you use for a bridge? If, if I was building something for for myself, I would start with uh, with a bridge. I've got a local guy who's a machinist that I would have make my own bridge, uh, and I, okay. I've done that before because we've got uh, we've got guys that we have copper bridges. You know, they're they're copper, and you don't you know you just can't call anybody up that makes bridges and say yeah, it's got to be copper. Yeah, you know they. Um, so I've got a guy who does stuff out of copper for me, and so we'll do bridges. And we'll do control plates and and all kinds of stuff out of copper, and they sound really great, and they look really cool. And so I would I would definitely call him first. But uh, I like I like Hipshot stuff. Hipshot makes some nice bridges. Mm-hmm. They also make great tuners. They you see them on a lot of high end instruments. Um, there's a reason for that. Their bass tuners are really good. You know, they and they've got the they've got the uh, the uh, Bender. Um, tuners where you can you know if, if you're playing a bass and you got a, a an e you can drop it to a b just by flipping the tuner you know yeah. and th- those kinds of things uh great company they are uh, made in new york i can call them up and talk to the boss yeah you know i like that it's really nice to be able to do that so i like those guys but callahan makes some great bridges really nice um you know yeah. uh, uh if you're if you're looking for a tremolo there's a um, Stets bar. Stets bar is a very unique tremolo. Eric Stets is a is a just a genius, and I love his tremolos. So I will if somebody says I've got to have a guitar with a tremolo, I will say, hey, before we decide what you want to use, go look at Stets bars 
because they're very unique and very cool. And I swear to you, you're going to love them. So I do that. Uh, so yeah. And you know, and I use, uh, I love Kurt Mangan strings. Kurt was with Ernie Ball for like 40 years, I think. Yeah. Uh, he's out of Colorado and Kurt, he's, first of all, he's an amazing human being as well. And, uh, that's important to me and builds great strings. He, he makes them himself. It's not made in some other country with their name snapped, slapped on the front of it. He does it all. Um, uh, they're, they're good quality. If somebody says, look, I'm, I'm endorsed by DiMarzio, I'm going to put DiMarzio stuff on their guitar. If someone says, I've got to have, uh, you know, I've got to have certain strings because of my endorsement. I have no problem with that at all. You know, I love that. I mean, I like the affiliation with those guys too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it sounds to me like uh, like you're really particular about what goes on to the instrument and into the instrument, and that uh, you know you're somebody that really takes uh, uh, how how do I want to word this? You, you take take more than a, a personal invested interest in the overall the the quality of the. I mean, you want this thing to you know, to be the best guitar that they've ever had. It sounds to me, you know. It, it has to. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I can build 50 guitars that people are going, just going crazy over and saying they're the best guitar they ever played. But if I build one dud, that's what everyone's going to hear about. Right. You know, and, and being a small builder, that's the kiss of death. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't afford that. We build... And if we build something and, and somebody says, you know, I love that guitar, but boy, I wish we had done this. They, they send it back and we do that. We make sure that it's the guitar they wanted yeah. when, we're, when we're done with it. And that's the only way I can do this. And, you know, we had, we had visions of actually building the company and going into higher production. And we made uh, steps in that direction at one point and just looked at each other and said, what are we doing? This is, we're not going to do this. We got, you know, I got to touch every piece of wood. I've got to see everything that's going on. I got to know what this guitar is going to do. And I can't do that. If some machines cranking out necks over there, you know, Yeah. I've got to do it. So how many guitars would you say that you build in the course of uh, a month or, you know, course of a year, however, you know, right now I've got 22 guitars in, in, in work. Yeah. Um, what we do right now, the time frame for a guitar build, if somebody called today and said, I want to get a guitar build, we're, we're telling them 120 days for a guitar build. Yeah. Um, and we're doing pretty good at that. We've, we've missed the mark on that a few times, but with COVID, we've got some of our suppliers that went down, yeah. you know, they clo- closed their doors and said, uh, we can't open until the state tells us we can. So we've been, we've been kind of waiting through that kind of stuff. Yeah, but um, so, you know, at any given time, we'll have, you know, uh, 15 to 25 guitars uh, being built at, uh, in different stages mm-hmm. and plus cutting boards. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the new business. Well, I got, you know, the weird thing about that is the worst time to make cutting boards is when you're really busy building guitars, but that's when you have all the wood for the cutting boards, yeah. you know, cause you've been building guitars. So right. it's one of those, it, it's catch 22. <laughs> right. So we yeah. only offer, we only offer those that, you know, we, we announce on, in, on uh, social media, Hey, we're going to, we're going to open the portal for the cutting boards. And we do it a few times a year, depending on how busy we've been. And, it's ridiculous. It's just silly. You know, it's how much, yeah. I mean, I'm thrilled to death. It's wonderful to be able to, to utilize the materials and to give, you know, maybe it's somebody who is not a guitar player, but they just love, you know, somebody who plays their guitars or something, you know, who knows, but mm. it's a, uh, it's become a thing and it's, but it's always at the worst time, you know, yeah. you know, we, we've got it, the portals open right now to, for people to buy, we're going to close it shortly because we've had a huge amount of orders and I'm hoping we'll be able to open it again before Christmas, you know, so people can buy stuff like that for Christmas. For oh yeah. That'd be great for Christmas. But you just, you never know. Yeah. So do you, uh, so do you sell, I, I, I jokingly said something about the, uh, 
the body, you know, the cutting board net. Do you sell parts? I mean, would if somebody contacted you and wanted that you just to build them a body, would you do that? Nope. 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 Because what will happen is um, someone will say, well, look at my Delaney guitar. And it's not a Delaney guitar. It may be a body that was made in my shop. I get it. But but if unless I'm putting that neck on and fitting that neck and doing all the things that need to be done to make that guitar the best I can do, I don't want I don't want that on there. You know, I don't. Uh, someone someone asked me uh, if I would build them a guitar with uh, with a Gibson headstock, and I said no. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Gibson does, and and we I have no interest in that because that's their stuff. That's what they do. You know, we do stuff similar. Right. You know, our our six in line headstock looks similar to a Fender headstock, mm-hmm. but I don't want it to be the same. And right. I want people to be able to look at that guitar when someone's playing it and go, "Man, look at that Strat," and then go, "Whoa, whoa, that's not a Strat. What is that?" Because if I can get someone to ask what that is, I got a fighting chance of somebody going and looking at what we do. Right. You know, and, and checking it out. And that's what we need. Uh, we want, you know, if somebody wants something that is Strat-like, we can do that. We have a model called the Austin model. It's very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tend not to put on certain Fender things like um, Fender's, uh, that Stratocaster, the, the, the input jack for the, for the, uh, for the, you know, for the, for the cord is so Fender. I mean, nobody else has used that. It's it's a Fender thing. Well, I would prefer not to use that. I'd prefer to use a side jack, and and so it's not a Fender thing. You know, I don't want people to mistake them. They're different guitars. If yeah. somebody buys one of my Austins expecting a Strat, they're going to be very disappointed because it's different and hopefully better. You know, yeah. that's the whole idea. I could have played Strats and built Strats. They're everybody, you know, Everybody builds a strap. Uh, people call and they want me to build them a Telecaster. I don't want to build a Telecaster because Fender builds Telecasters, and they, some of them are really nice. Right. But call call Fender. You know they'll do you. They'll do a nice Telecaster for you. But if they want a Telecaster style guitar, they like the look of it, but they want something unique. That's that's me. That's yeah. what I do. You know. Right. Uh, I'll be glad to do that. Yeah. So uh, so. So you don't have any intention as of right now. You don't have any intentions of like creating specific models and and putting them up for sale on your site. You're just gonna are you gonna continue to just stay all custom? Well, and in, in, in reality, we do have models. Um, if if you look at uh, if you look at Delaney Guitars website, we have models, and some of them are similar to <laughs> other guitars. Uh, our Big Sky model is very similar to a Tele. But it's got uh, it's got a different kind of cut on the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. But we want someone to we want to basically celebrate Leo Fender without stealing his ideas. You know right. what I mean? We uh, some of the things he did were fantastic, and we love it. But it's uh, but we want to do our own thing, and we want it to become a Delaney thing, not a not a Fender thing. So if you look, you'll see some that are similar to other guitars, and some that are very different. We have a a guitar, our wedge, is my version of the Flying V. Mm-hmm. It's it's of kind of a V shape, but it's much shorter wings on it, and it's yeah. and it's a cool guitar and a lot of fun to play, and very different than a Flying V. Other than it kind of has reminiscing, you know, someone looks at that and goes, "Oh, that's kind of a cool looking V." Well, it's not a V. Um, so and so and we've got a couple others that are like that too. So we do have models. Right. And but but what we like to do is that gives people an idea to start with. They can look at that and go, I really love that. But can you do that with three single coils or can you do that with this with this other kind of bridge or can you throw Bigsby on there? So that's when we start finding out what they want individually. And if there's a, a guitar body shape that they like, great. If there's something that that um, they want that you, that they don't see, we can certainly do that. You know, yeah. So yes. if, if somebody wanted to, uh, if somebody was like a Samantha Fish fan, you know, they really liked her playing, just like, you know, Fender does Jeff Beck models, can somebody acquire one just like hers? Or is she the only one that has that model and 
you won't make that exact model for somebody else. Well, again, certain certain artists we've got we've got their signature models. Right. Um, if you go um, again on the website and you look at uh, the the uh, Delaney signature guitars, um, Samantha's uh, Fishcaster, the one that the first one we made for her is up there. Right. You can order that exact guitar that Samantha plays. Okay. Uh, Mike Zito's Peace guitars, the guitars that we've been building for Mike, are up there. Uh, mm-hmm. Daniel Nicole's bass is up there. Jer- we built one for Jeremiah Johnson. Tommy Castro's guitar is up there. Right. Those are the signature models um, that our artists have agreed to let us put out there. And of course, you know we've got we've got deals with them so that right. that they can benefit as well. But you know, Gino Matteo's guitar is up there. You know, right. there's some really. Uh, some really cool ones, you know, that Arlen Roth, we've got the Arlen, Arlen Roth signature guitar. That's a killer guitar, man. Yeah. It's great and very unique. Uh, it's one of the guitars that has co- a copper uh, bridge, copper yeah. bridge, copper pit guard. Um, it's, it's just a, it's a cool guitar. And it, you talk about going in the studio and having choices. There's a ton of choices on what the tones you can get out of that instrument. So yeah, it's, uh, um, Certain ones will do. I had a guy uh, contact me the other day saying, I, I love Tommy Castro's signature guitar. Will you make it left-handed? And I said, yes. And they said, well, can you make it in a different color and with a different color pickguard? And I said, absolutely, but it's no longer Tommy Castro's signature model. If we do that, <laughs> we'll do that for you. You know, but this is right. what Tommy plays. And, right. you know, so if that's, it, it depends on what's important to you. If, if, you're, if you're doing it because you want what Tommy plays, then this is what we offer. If you want something different, hey, that's great. And and we still, you know, Tommy, because Tommy was basically the referral, Tommy will know about that. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it'll be, it won't be the signature. It won't have Tommy's signature on it. Won't it you know, those kinds of things. It just depends on what somebody wants. Right, right. It, it wouldn't be any different if you went to Fender and you wanted to get the Jeff Beck model that only comes in white. So, can't get a black one, you know. It's, right. Then it, right. That's but, not what but you, but you can get a, a you can get that Fender guitar with with those same pickups and and right. then and the neck profiles and all that stuff. So it's the same thing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, I've been I've been on your site many times, and I was actually on there, you know, earlier today, of course, you know, prior to this, and I, I saw that page, but I I couldn't really distinct whether or not you know those were. Those were like models for sale or those were just photos. I couldn't tell if they were just photos of, you know, of stuff that you'd done or, you know, some of the ones that, you know, your artists were playing in that. That's well, I'll it. tell you, I'm glad you said that because the, the, I think our biggest uh, failure as a guitar company is our website. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's really, I, I do the website too. I mean, it's, you know, it's, I, I don't know how to build a website. I just threw stuff up there the best I could. And, right. but we're working on that. And it's one of those things where we've got to do a better job there. Uh, it, it, hopefully it's enough to spark some interest for someone to pick up the phone and call us or shoot us an email or message us on social media so we can talk about it. But you're right. It's, you look at that and you go, well, I'm not really sure what that means, you know, and, uh, I'm definitely aware of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, God, okay, I'm already, I know, I know. <laughs> well, you know, I, I know there's guys that are that are builders, you know, they they might not be as out there, you know, in the public as, as you are, but I know there's guys that are builders that, you know, don't have any of that, you know, they don't have any, they don't have any models or they don't have, you know, but they only build one specific thing and, Right. You know, there, there's, there's there's so many people doing it now, and now you got everybody that, you know, can can get a kit anywhere is building a part caster, you know. Yep. <laughs> Which is absolutely crazy. I mean, some of them I've seen, you know, look pretty nice in that, but, you know, like you, uh, there's not too many guitars I've ever bought in my life that uh, I can say that I didn't have to do something to. You know, right. when I talk about, you know, buying a, a, a Fender or a Gibson or something from somewhere else, whether it's the pickups or like me, I, I, I'm i not a big Gibson fan. I don't like the necks at all. You know, I, every time I get one, I, it seems like I always have to do something to the neck. Yep. But once I do something to the neck, you know, I I start to fall in love with the guitar. And then when I buy a Strat, 
you know, it's like, ah, you know, I don't really like this bridge and I don't like the nut and I don't like the tuning pegs and not too happy about these pickups. And <laughs> you know what I mean? It's before you know, you've gutted the whole thing, which is yeah. what always happens, right? Yep. You've gutted the whole thing. And the only thing you really bought was a neck and a body. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, there's a place for those kits. I mean, those yeah. kits, it's a, it's a great way to understand uh, you know, the basics of how a guitar is built, which is really cool. Right. Um, but you're right. You know, you buy that kit, then you then you start adding the stuff that you really want. You might as well have just called somebody and said, hey, can you do this? Unless you unless you want the hands-on experience of, of building something or, or assembling a guitar. Yeah. And that, again, there's a lot to be said for that. I, you know, I think it, I, I wish that it uh, they'd been out there when my kids were little because I would have bought every one of them a kit and said, build this, <laughs> you know, because yeah. someday you might need to know how to do this. I, I, I've never bought a kit. I've never done that, you know. I've oh. never gone to Warmouth or, or wherever and, you know, pieced a guitar together. But I've bought a, you know, as as I own, six, I think, 63 guitars right now. And my kind of guy yeah well <laughs> yeah it's i i love guitars and amps and pedals and all that stuff but, i know that i've said the pedal thing is ridiculous i don't know uh, what i don't know what you're up to but it's wild <laughs> i got about i think i got about 250 you know but i right. I, I started collecting them you know about a year ago before I always had them, you know, I would never sell them. I would get it and I would keep it and I would never sell it. And, and about a year ago, I bought a Klon, uh, one of the Centaurs. And, uh -huh. you know, and I, it was hard to justify the money for it, but I absolutely love the sound. And uh, after a little while of having it, I realized, you know, this not only sounds great, but it's a really collectible you know, peace and, you know, yeah. 10 years, yeah. 20 years down the road. If, you know, if I'm paying what I'm paying for now, what's it going to be then? So I took it off my board and put an archer on there to, in replace of it and put the clone, you know, on the shelf with, and then started collecting pedals. <laughs> so. Yep. It's, well, you know, a lot of guys, whether it be pedals or amps or guitars, there's guys out there, that's their investments. Yeah. They're not buying stocks. They're not, but they're investing in, in instruments because of the uh you know the, the the way they increase in value we've actually yeah. had people buy delaney's that aren't guitar players yeah they said uh, that they're 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 buying they're buying on the come they're thinking it's going to be something good and then what a, how flattering is that you know i yeah. mean that's really nice and hopefully we won't let them down <laughs> yeah. but uh but you know it's one of those things where uh, that a lot of people do that. I've got an old TS-808 pedal, you know, the old Ibanez pedal, tube screamer, that, you know, it's worth a whole lot more now than it was when I bought it. And I did the same thing. Yeah. I put it away and I, and I bought the TS-9 and said, that'll work on live gigs and, and, and go for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was just one of those things where I thought it's, it's not worth taking it out anymore. I got a few old amps the same way, you know, it's, yep. they're, they're great amps, but I certainly wouldn't want to tour with them just because I'd be worried about it. Yeah, we actually paid to move from Orlando, Florida, back to uh, you know the south of Chicago area by selling one guitar. Yep, <laughs> you know, paid for That's everything. Paid for the move. Paid for the down. You know, for to rent a house and the whole nine yards. That's pretty cool, and, and <laughs> it's just like anything else, any other investment. You've got to be on top of what's. Yeah, what's going on, you know, and you are, I mean, you know, you've invested a lot of years in gear and understanding what it's all about and, and being in the, you know, in the world of, of all of that. So it makes sense. I've got a, a dear friend who's a guitar collector that just knows everything about everything. I mean, you know, you ask him about a certain guitar and he'll go, Oh, that one, and he'll know everything about it. Yeah. Um, it, it's just really, it's pretty amazing. You know, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, know? well, you know what? With the fact the fact of the matter of the type of players that have your instruments right now, you know, is is going to be one of those, you know, I think one of those deciding factors down the road of, you know, um, you know, the collectible factor. 
You, you know what I mean? Because yeah, to I have so. somebody as iconic as Walter Trout, let's say, you know, playing your instrument and, you know, being in the position that he's in and who he is and everything like that and the fact that he uses your guitars, you know, uh, is going to play a, a factor and the fact that, you know, your your stuff's, you know, not, not off of, a, you know, an assembly line. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, and you know it, that's not for everybody. You know, yeah. not every some people are going to say I'm going to go buy a three hundred dollar telly, uh, and and they're, and they're going to be perfectly happy with it. And man, that's great because yeah. you know that uh, that's what they're for. You know, uh, you can take a guy like Robin Ford or somebody, and they can pick up a three hundred dollar telly and make it sound like a million bucks. Yeah, well, you know, because that's how talented they are. Yeah, you know. Uh, and and that's fantastic. But if you know you get guys who have invested their lives in playing guitar, um, and they want something that is is for them and will work for them, then I'm the guy, which is great. They'll they'll call me and we'll be able to work that out and and make something special for them and something that they're going to just be able to use as a, the tool, their one of their tools, you know. Yeah. Uh, the, the fact going to see somebody like Mike Zito or or any of those Tommy Castro or any of those guys and to be able to see them playing an instrument that, that, I, that I built to, to give to send their message out to people. You know, that's what they're doing They're mm-hmm. They're sending a message out to the world about what they do. And they're using a tool that I made. And that's that's huge. You know, that that means a lot to me. And it's. It's. I never allow that to to fade from the, f- the front of my memory because it's it's a it's a big deal, you know. They're, they've put that kind of uh, trust in me, and they're and it worked out that they're using the instrument. That's that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's neat. So, so so what's next for Delaney Guitars? Well, we're gonna you know we're gonna. See how things flesh out with the with the virus, and hopefully all of our artists are back to work pretty soon, and or relatively soon. We've got a couple of guitars that we're going to um, kind of bring out of mothballs. You know, we 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 started, we made a, we did a guitar for Johnny Winter for his 80th birthday. Mike Zito gave it to him as a 80th birthday present. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, in one of the, one of our wedges. And we have permission to build that guitar, the uh, Johnny Winter tribute, and we've been hemming and hawing about it. We're going to bring that out, and we're going to we're going to make that prominent. We're going to we're going to bring back Matt Guitar Murphy's guitar. It was a very unique uh, instrument as well. Um, if I can, I, I have to get a hold of um, a few of Matt's people before we do that. But I want to do that. Um, that was a good guitar, and um, and. Um, I'd like to bring that back out. And then we've got another model that we built called the um, Bitterroot, which is a, a little more progressive guitar that we're going to start pushing and showing people uh, um, and kind of getting that out there as well. As long as, you know, as long as there's some interest in it, I think there will be. In. But uh, yeah, we're going to be doing that. We're going to, we're going to continue the, the pickup thing. These the, the the pickups that we have out there, one's a Strat set, one's a humbucker set, are pickups that I use in my personal guitars. I mean, they're great pickups. Uh, the humbucker set is what Samantha and Zito used in their guitars. Um, uh, Albert Castilla's uh, Delaney's have Everest pickups in them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so those are we'll we'll. we'll continue to flirt with that and see if there's other sets that we want to get out there. I'd like to put out a P90 set and maybe a, a telly style set, but um, we'll see how it goes. You know, we'll just play it by the There's only so many hours in the day and the guitars are the most important thing right now. Right. You know, I think uh, the one thing that people are going to gather, you know, if they listen to this, Mike, is the fact that um, this is really um, uh Oh, how do I put it? The the it, the personalized attention that you're going to give their instrument 
is is really amazing. It's one of the, you know it's one of the reasons I like Fushams. You know, yeah. I Andy Andy is so personable, and he takes you know he takes that kind of he invests that kind of time into each one of his things as well. I know Andy, and he's that exactly that way. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. really approachable, and that's you know in like. You know, you can you can ask questions online, and you can contact people. You know, through social media, and they respond. and And uh, I think I think that's one of the things that that's missing in a lot of other areas. And you know, people really, you know, when they when they find a company that does that, you know, it's it's hard to, you know, to to leave that company. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We tell people. That- if you call Delaney Guitars, someone named Delaney's going to answer the phone. You know, it's it's going to be me or or Val, my wife, um, because you know it's important. If you if you're going to build a guitar for somebody, you got to be able to talk to them. I can't go through three other people and know what that guy wanted. I've I've had artists that have 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 contacted me about uh, doing a guitar, and they've said, "Well, I'll have my manager call you." And I'll say, don't bother. I, let's you and I talk. I, I don't want to hear what your, your, does your manager know anything about guitars? You know, let's you and I talk about your guitar. Yeah. And and that's, then I have a frightened chance of building a great guitar for you. And so it's one of those things where somebody calls, it, it's one of us, somebody named Delaney is going to talk to him about whatever they need taken care of. And, and that's important, you know, uh, and if you, you get to a certain size of your business grows so big that that can't happen anymore. And we're not going to let that happen. We're, we're going to just continue on doing what we're doing. And, and hopefully people will continue to love our instruments and want to, want to buy them, you know? Well, you know, aesthetically they look amazing and I know they sound amazing because I've been around, you know, some of the people that you have put instruments in their hands, you know, uh, right. on multiple occasions and, you know, they sound amazing and I can only imagine, you know, if they're playing them, you know, they got to be, you know, above, above board, you know, and, um, I just wish you all the, you know, success. I hope it, you know, continues to grow for you. And, uh, I hope one day I can call you. (laughs) Me too. I think that would be fun. I, 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 I I want one. I really do. We'd abuse the hell out of that. That'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I, I got to get my see my wife's in the house, so it's like I can't. I have to get her out of the house because I can't sneak him in now because she's here. You yeah. know what I mean when well, she when she's working. You know, then the UPS guy shows up. Well, then I can meet him here. I don't even want to know. I don't want to know that part of the story because <laughs> it's all too familiar. You know, I I totally understand that. Yeah, you, you know, know the oh we're uh, I never seen that one before. Oh, I've had that a long time. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's my Delaney. You know, you you remember you helped me pick it out. Yeah, you picked out the color. <laughs> I'll tell you that our our best customers are the ones where their wives love the looks of the guitars. Yeah. You know, I've met more customers' wives. Then I, you know, just because, oh, well, I just, I love that red one. Well, great. You know, uh, Mike Zito's wife, Laura, she's the sweetest thing in the whole world. And Laura is, I think she likes my guitars more than Mike does because (laughs) she'll say, oh, that last one was really beautiful, you know, which is great. I mean, I'm so happy. And, um, you know, it's, it's funny. You, I mean, we got to know everybody named Fish in the world, you know, I mean, Samantha's dad and, and her sister, Amanda, who's a beast, she's amazing, too. She's incredible. Uh, those are, you know, we've gotten to know them just because of our affiliation with with the individual. And, you know, I, I talk to Bill Fish more than I talk to Samantha Fish, you know. It's, wow. it's great. So it's fun. It's, it, it's a neat thing, man. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a good life. I am, I am truly blessed. Yeah. Well, you, you seem to make amazing guitars and uh... – you know, and you've been around a while, and you got some of the best players playing them, so that says quite a bit. And well, uh, hopefully that continues. You know, yeah, uh-huh. I'm sure it will. It'll probably grow. You know, it'll probably grow. Mike, I, I appreciate you taking some time out of your day and uh, <laughs> and chatting with me. I know it's been a it's been a long time here on the phone, but I really appreciate it. 
And, well, I, I appreciate it too. This it means a lot to me to be able to to talk about what we do, and and uh, and guys like you are are really important to the to the the music world. There you go, Mike Delaney of Delaney Guitars. That's right, it's DelaneyGuitars.com. You definitely want to go there and check them out. Uh, they're for players. You know, if you're a player, man, that's a guitar. You want to have one. You know, I'm working on trying to get one in my collection. You know, I think I got to sell a few before I can get another one. <laughs> Mike Delaney, Delaney Guitars. Yeah, thanks, Mike, so much for uh, for being a guest here on uh, Guitar Talk. We really appreciate what you do and the way that you support the blues and the blues rock community, the artists there. Because Mike, you know, he does. He really helps support that that community so that was mike delaney of delaney guitars next week i got you know uh oh my god he's a super super nice guy oh my lord super nice guy extremely talented i mean he's not only a great guitar player but he's a talented composer uh songwriter of course you know uh, all around musician he can play a lot of instruments. He's got his own albums out. But uh, he plays guitar for Michael McDonald, has for a long time. And we're talking about Bernie Charavelli. Now, Bernie, man, you got to go to his website, BernieCharavelli.com. You can check him out on Spotify or iTunes or Apple or any of those places like that. He's got some great stuff. You can tell he was definitely influenced by the Beatles. Um, because his music has a remnants, you know, there's some, there's some remnants there. Did I say remnants? Yeah. There's some remnants there of the Beatles and his stuff. It's great stuff, you know, and he's just a, uh, a super gracious person to me. You know, I really like him a lot in his playing a lot and stuff. So, and I'm a huge Michael McDonald fan who isn't come on now. That's the voice of that's the voice of what the Doobie Brothers and Steely Dan and oh my God, Boss Gags and I mean he was he was the background vocals for just about anybody right during the seventies, you know into the eighties. I mean, Bernie was there, man. Bernie's there playing guitar for this dude, you know, just cutting it up. So you want to check out Bernie Charvelli next week, you know. If you haven't yet, you know, please go to our website at jimmywarrenofficial.com. Uh, on the Guitar Talk podcast uh, tab, you can go on there and you can support Guitar Talk. Uh, you can do a one-time donation or a monthly, support us monthly. Any way that you could help us stay on the air would be great. You know, uh, we've got a lot of great people that we're in the process of uh, bringing on the show. we got people like Matt Schofield, Kurt Fletcher, Orianti, um, oh, George Lynch. Uh, Ariel Posen, we got a lot of people. You know, I'm in talks right now with uh, the guy, Charlie in, uh, from uh, Blackberry Smoke. Hopefully, we can get them on. Uh, you know, 2020 is pretty much booked up, but 2021, man, is looking huge for Guitar Talk. So, we want to be able to keep pressing this on, you know, so that you guys can get this information and check out these people. Okay, so go to jimmywarrenofficial.com, help us support, follow us on Facebook, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, wherever you can, and uh, we appreciate the support. Until next week, when my guest is Bernie Charavelli, thank you so much for tuning in to Guitar Talk.